Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemies. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, October the 23rd, 2011. This is episode number 101 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Joey Awajan, or Paladino Joey. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, who was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning there. Uh, yeah, here we are. We're back. We're starting the next run to 100 for Purple Mafia. 101 Purple Mafias. Ooh, yeah. Not quite like 101 Dalmatians. In fact, it has absolutely no relation at all other than the number. Um, that might be about as many uh, missed tackles the Vikings had today, especially down the stretch. We'll get to that a little bit. we got uh, Chris Cook. Yeah, Chris Cook being a classy uh, member of the community. Yeah, like many a football player, basketball player, whatever the bleep, you know, many a, <laughs> many a citizen on this planet basically has been the last several years. Getting a little frustrated with society. Yeah, you can understand why. And uh, Chris Cook, uh, absolutely uh, <laughs> raising my tension a little bit earlier. Uh, yesterday, Saturday, just getting kind of, or actually, yeah, Saturday. I'm getting a little bit annoyed with the juvenile behavior of people in this generation and beyond. Uh, it's getting weird. It really is. So to the point, the Minnesota Vikings, of course, lose the football game today. Yeah, they did, but it covered the point spread, I think. 33-27 to in favor of the Green Bay Packers. The 7-0 Green Bay Packers defeat the 1-6 Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Christian Ponder was the starting quarterback. Yes, there is hope and change. <laughs> Not that I really like to talk about that uh, slogan all too much, but I like to use it in shows regarding my teams for fun. Just, just for fun. You know, there was hope and change at the quarterback position. And uh, there's reason for optimism. But, yeah, it's going to be a while till Christian Ponder is um, elite. It's going to be a little while, though clearly the talent is there for the taking, and uh, that's the good part. That's the encouraging part. Oh, thank heaven for number seven. I don't know how many times Paul Allen said that during the week. It got, like, kind of weird. It'd be like me just saying, I don't even know, just repeating myself, like, 15 times on the show. I think I'd have a couple complaints on iTunes, you know, within a couple weeks there. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably have several so yeah, some it's funny how some of the live hosts get away with that S word, <laughs> get away with that stuff, whereas podcasters would get absolutely bashed within seconds if if we did that. But anyhow, that's beside the point. That's why they get paid, huh? Um, but yeah, it was entertaining football. Oh, we can talk about the moral victories. Oh, sure, we could talk about this and that. Oh, sure, Christian Ponder's passing numbers were really actually kind of low. But, oh, sure, his spiral's beautiful, and, yeah, his spiral is beautiful. Yeah, Adrian Peterson got almost 200 yards. 
but still, just chalk it up, chalk up another loss on them, on the win-loss record. I mean, that's all it is to me, as far as I'm concerned. As a sports fan, that's just, that's all it is. Moral victory, whatever. Yeah, it was a lot better than 33-3, to <laughs> you know, which was a very familiar score when Dennis Green got fired um, way back against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 31-3, to a lot better than that game, too. Great way to celebrate your 100th uh, meeting between Minnesota and Green Bay, by the way, last year. That's why Childers got fired, folks. <laughs> Talk about misrepresentation. No matter how bad the Vikings were last year and how uh, much better the Packers were than we thought uh, because of the playoff result, um, still, 31-3 is just not Minnesota-Green Bay. It's just not. It's not Minnesota-Green Bay in the Dome. Um, today, the Vikings represented better, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the Packers are the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, the Vikings are terrible in finishing games, and they represented that yet again today. But you know what? They should have won this football game. <laughs> in a lot of ways, I think the Pack Vikings probably should have won this football game, or at least we'll just say maybe not should have won, but at least, mm, I don't know, should have at least forced overtime, i got to think. I, I think the possibility is very much there. Uh, the defense... Not as good as advertised, as far as I'm concerned. The offensive line, I don't know why people continue to call them the Minnesota Moving Company or a mediocre offensive line. I think they stink. Um, I really do. They uh, they represent it okay, but then again, when you have more mobile quarterbacks this season versus last year, they're going to look a tiny bit better than they would with the statue and Brett Favre back there. So, I don't know. Adrian Peterson, I, I honestly have no idea how the heck he got this many yards today. I'm... Extremely impressed with how Adrian Peterson was able to rack up the yardage. Uh, you didn't see games like this from Adrian Peterson last year, or in 2008, frankly. You didn't see 175 yards in a game on only 24 carries. That, that's pretty damn spectacular. That's 2007 level right there when he was the rookie of the year. And I believe, honest to God, Adrian Peterson had his career year as a rookie uh, to this point. Yeah, he had 18 touchdowns in 09, and that's going to happen when you have a great football team, which the Vikings did have. You're going to get to the goal line. But uh, Adrian Peterson found the goal line anyway in 2007. It's kind of more similar to that this year, I think. This is a very similar season that way. way. Unfortunately, though, it's going to be a non-playoff season just like 07, um, unfortunately. But the good news is the Vikings clearly do have a quarterback of the future in Christian Ponder. That's where I'm excited. That's where I'm optimistic. So, yeah, of course, we're going to get to the uh, the Facebook uh, page and the Twitter account as well. We're going to get to your mentions on the Twitter. We'll do that first like we usually do in the Facebook. Very active on the Facebook page today. Uh, a lot, like almost everybody that's a regular has, was involved today, and that's really cool. Today and like earlier in the week, I usually get to all of them because I can. You know, it's not as it's not so busy where we can't. Uh, no Anthony from L.A. this week, apparently. So, eh, I mean, I, I, I understand. Maybe he's posting as I speak right now. Uh, speaking of Anthony from L.A., there were no Collins this week, which is understandable. You guys have a life. You know, things happen. Maybe you're calling in late. I, I don't know. Or maybe you're afraid of calling in late. Uh, don't be afraid of calling in late, Anthony or anybody else. You can call anytime ever. You can call anytime, whenever. I'm not going to look down on any anything. I mean, I love your call-ins. I love what you have to say. You, you add so much to this show. You know, I mean, I almost wouldn't be, you know, honest to God, I wouldn't mind having some of you on maybe as like a uh, a guest for like a segment or something, maybe one of these days. I, you know, that would be kind of a cool thing. 
why not? Have like a, a like a fan of the week, so to speak, and have a little segment. That might be a good idea at some point in time. So make a mental note of that, those of you out there. Uh-huh. But anyhow, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877 is the voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you are calling in for, which is, of course, Purple Mafia, which is 101 episodes in. Boy, I just love saying 100, don't I? It's a cool number. <laughs> it is, you know, and it's a, uh, you know, you feel like you're kind of in another category once you get to that century mark, and it's fun. It's a really fun feeling. You feel more accomplished. You feel more like you, you've come a long way. It really does. It really does. So with that, let's just try to stay as organized as I can. You know, <laughs> I'm going to try to be as organized as I can. So yeah, so yeah, let's get to the mentions first, or in general, Twitter in general. Um, it was just all over the place, wasn't it? It was a crazy game. Packers. Well, actually, no, let's get to the beginning in a way here. I mean, uh, it was a pretty fun start for Christian Ponder, huh? I mean, it was a pretty fun start for Christian Ponder. You have the pass to, uh, and of course, yeah, I'm not going to do this like I'm reading a book like I used to do. Maybe some of you did like that out there, but if those of you didn't mention it somewhere, you know, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show, twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show. Always, please would like you to follow and or like those respective pages. Would appreciate it also very much. That would be pretty cool. Um... So that's pretty much the guess. Let's get to the mentions. There's only a few. Uh, Dylan Richardson says, Ponder looking good on the first drive. <laughs> look out, look out, upset alert. Packers and Viking, all that good stuff. Um, no, and it's, uh, the deal is, yeah, Ponder opens up the game with a, with a pass to Jenkins on the sidelines. It's about, uh, the Vikings turned around the 20 or so, like typical. Throws it to Jenkins for about a 40 yards down the field. Catches it and goes, goes, goes. Looked like a touchdown. Everybody's like freaking out. Oh my god, a touchdown pass on uh, Christian Ponder's very first uh, pass of his uh, very first pass on his very first start, a la Matt Ryan. Yet unfortunately, yeah, Jenkins had his elbow down on the one yard line. It's like, oh, why couldn't they just give it to us? But no, of course they're not going to do that. Um, but luckily, we got in right away. Uh, Adrian Peterson was stopped, and it's like, oh crap. But then, luckily, Christian Ponder did get his first. Touchdown pass in the NFL. This one was to Vasante Shenko. Threw it to his right. The first first play was to his left, of course, to Jenkins. And then, of course, uh, thrown to uh, right. Vasante Shenko opened, made a nice catch. And there you go. Minnesota up 7-0 before Green Bay Packer fans could get in their seats. Ah, screw the Packer fans, by the way. Boy, oh boy. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, they're a pretty annoying fan base, you know, it's a, I think I mentioned this last year as well, or 2009 or something, you know, they get on my nerves more than, I don't know, it's really frustrating, it really is, it's really frustrating listening to every single time, see, here we go, the Vikings get a first down, or a sack, or God knows what, and it's like, right, I don't know if you could hear that, but then every time the Packers knock down a pass, or, or it's an incomplete pass, or they make a catch, or a sack, or something. It's, and it's like, we're in the Metrodome, or Mall of America Field. Like, oh, I mean, Packer fans, like to, they're, they're like so obnoxious. Now, it's great that you're cheering loudly for your team, and that you support your team and everything, but to me, I think there's a lot more of it than, oh, we support our team, and we're true blue, true blood fans, whatever. 
Uh, I think they're just, <laughs> quite frankly, you know what? They're just out, honest to God, I believe that Packer fans are just out to pretty much rub it in people's face every time, every flipping time something goes their way, they want to rub it in your face. And I honestly feel that. I honestly feel that from the Packer fans. And it's annoying the crap out of me. And the more I thought about, say, if the Minnesota Vikings were to leave town, which I don't think will happen, I don't think it's going to happen, as retarded as the legislature is in this town, and as just frustrated as I can get about how the people in this town just do not seem to want to support any type of stadium, because they just they have that attitude. I'm not going to get too into it right now, but um, I'm kind of losing th- my track of thought here. Uh, like if they left town, it's like you assume, okay, you either follow the Los Angeles team, which I refuse to do, by the way. If the Vikings leave town for Los Angeles, I will not support them. I won't do it. I know that sounds... So there's out, somebody out there were saying, well, I moved out of town and still support the Vikings. Well, of course you still support the Vikings. They're in Minnesota. They just totally ditched you and moved to to Los Angeles. Why? I don't know if I could cheer for a team that would move out to L.A. I don't think I could do that. Uh, it's like you assume, okay, Green Bay would be the home team. You know, <laughs> in the Brett Favre era, that would have been easy for me to do, honestly, to make that transition. Well, maybe not easy, but easier. But for some odd reason, I can't stand this team. I, I, I can't stand the current Green Bay Packers. I don't know what it is, but they... They really annoy the crap out of me. They kind of have that Kobe Bryant feel to them, you know, and I just don't like it. Uh, I, I don't know, and it's the, the fan base especially. They just seem to be kind of, they just seem to be juvenile in my opinion. I don't know why I'm coming on here ripping a fan base of a team, but I don't know. They just get on my nerves. <laughs> they do. They're kind of like Laker fans. They just think they're better than everybody else, and I'm sick of it. So, honest to God, if I had to cheer for a team outside of this town, it'd be the Bears. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry to even bring this up. Vikings won't be leaving town, so we're not going to even we're not even going to think about that. Just throwing the world what if out there. I'd probably have to become a Bears fan. Much more likable team, I think, than the Packers. Just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Chicago is obviously a lot tougher town to do a show, but okay, I'd probably still try to do that if that were to happen, but again, it's not going to. So I'll shut up and move on. So yeah, great play. Christian Ponder, Vasanachenko, nice way to start your career as a starting quarterback, but the Green Bay Packers score on their, it's kind of like Vikings and Saints almost, you know, it was just score, score, back and forth early on. But then to see the Vikings actually stop the Packers and get a punt and then do another solid drive and go up 14-7, to it was just like, hey, here we go. Here we go. Here come the Vikings, huh? That's what it was like. It was pretty exciting, and they got our hopes up, but again, it's like, yeah, 17 to 13 at the half. Don't be too excited, you know. Oh, and Ryan Longwell uh, booted a 52-yarder today. That's his longest in a couple years. Mason Crosby, though, 58-yarder. It was just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That finished a 20-point third period, by the way. We'll get back to that in a little bit. 20-point third quarter, third period, whatever you want to call it. Just a little frustrating a fan to see continued ineptitude in the second half of the football game. Let's get back to the the uh, dimensions. Dan Taylor, yep, a very fun guy again. Well, he says this is the usual horrible loss. This was, of course, during the game, but you already kind of figured they're going to lose when it was 33-17. Uh, he says, but I just feel better watching Ponder as the quarterback. Finally, some energy. 
Yeah, exactly, Dan. I feel your exact uh, thought process there. I do. I do. Uh, sure, it's like we lost, but we looked better doing it, I guess. You know, it's like a, I basically commented on... Um, it's like it's it's like that little cherry on top right there. You know, it's a it's a loss, but with a cherry on top, that's kind of how I see it right now. Christian Ponder, much a more f- effective quarterback than uh, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> yeah, lower uh, completion percentage. He completed only forty percent of his passes, ladies and gentlemen. I think a part of that was was happened like happened like later in the game. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I was talking about how, yeah, I mean, a beautiful spiral by Christian Ponder. I mentioned that in both places, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and that I see multiple Pro Bowl appearances by this guy. And yes, I do. Not Obviously not this year, maybe not even next year. But I think long term it'll happen. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Vikings Realist comes up with saying Jeff Garcia style. And I come up, come back with, uh, I'm still leaning towards Rich Gannon more than Jeff Garcia. Though Garcia is not a bad option. A lot better than my Drew Bledsoe idea. <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. Um, and yeah, the tweets. I wasn't as active on Twitter until like the second half or so of the game because I was with my fiance. I was watching the game but was distracted by her and I mentioned that on Twitter. And Holly Brooks, I don't know if you're a listener. I hope you are. Holly Bird officially is her Twitter. She says, aw, congrats. And you know, I thank, thank you for that, Holly. That was really cool of you to say. That really was cool of her to say. Uh, Meta Phil comes back with hope you're right when I said uh, Rich Gannon is how I project uh, Christian Ponder. I gotta stop saying us uh, so much. That just sounds like crap. But uh, <laughs> here it goes again. He says he hopes I'm right. I, I hope so too. I really hope so too. And I do think that that is a little uh, legit possibility. I do think it's a legit possibility that Christian Ponder is a Rich Gannon type of quarterback. He, he does look like it to me. He really does. Um, I'll throw this on. Not related to Purple Mafia, but Farzeen Vasugian <laughs> asked about who will throw the next interception when he's watching a game. I just put Castle. I just put Castle. <laughs> and he put LMAO. Yeah, it's like automatically it's got to be Matt Castle, right? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. Oh, and by the way, folks, are you ready for your beautiful, wonderful uh, <laughs> fourth quarter update? Yeah, it's some beautiful stuff. Or fourth quarter, excuse me. Second half. Second half update for 2011. It just gets worse and worse. Green Bay scoring 20. That's right, 20 points. 20 points in the, the third quarter alone. Zero in the fourth, but 20 in the third. Vikings ended up with 10 in the uh, the fourth, which was kind of nice. But still, to see 20 points in the third quarter, it's pretty much just... Uh, just uh, Beyond belief! It's a little bit frustrating. It's pretty bad. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, 20 points in the third quarter. Of course, you're going to get our hopes up and you're going to just tell us to go right back to where we came. Yeah, I mean, it's just classic. I'm going to say it. It's classic Minnesota sports bullshit. That's basically what it is. To get your hopes up, make you start believing, here we go, we're going to beat the best team in the league. And then it's just like a tsunami of crap coming your way. And that's exactly what happened with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> to Greg Jennings, basically right out of the gate. 79-yard catch-and-go. Greg Jennings, explosive play by the two players. Aaron Rodgers and Greg Jennings, a deadly combination. 
Carmichael Finley immediately on the next drive. Packers score 14 points before Viking fans can pretty much even sit down from coming back from the, the you know, take forever uh, <laughs> uh, food stands or, or restrooms or whatever the heck it is. I mean, half of the fans weren't even in their seats, and it's 27-17 Green Bay when it was 17-13 just minutes ago. It's like, really? In a five less than five-minute period, Green Bay, two touchdowns. It's like, whatever, man. Whatever. Same crap, different different week. Oh, man, oh, man. It's fun being a sports fan in this town. Uh-huh. It's, it's fun being a sports fan in this town, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It actually really hurts. It actually hurts an awful lot. Mm-mm-mm. Well, officially, ladies and gentlemen, your second half update is... <laughs> 114 to 39. It was 114 to 29 at one point, but 114 to 39 is your uh, is the lead the opponents have over the Minnesota Vikings in the second half. That is an alarming number, folks. Yeah, that's a pretty big point margin. <laughs> it is devastating. In fact, it is a 75 point difference. 75 point differential in a mere seven games. Oh. Come on, man. So, yeah, that's why the Vikings are 1-6, because the second half has been has been just... <laughs> it's been a temple of doom there, or a dome of doom, or whatever, field of doom. Field of dreams, you know, field of doom. It has been very disappointing. <gasps> yeah, it has been very, very disappointing. They got our hopes up, though. They sure did. Putting uh, <laughs> Christian Ponder pinned way back, way back. And a great pass. Christian Ponder to Greg Camarillo. Probably made his best play as a Minnesota Viking. It was a very aggressive uh, left hand. Kind of threw it over. Not threw it over his body like Brett Favre, but threw it left. Threw it left. Did Ponder on a third and, I believe, third and ten. And it was about, shucks, about a, mm, it was about a 20-yard gain, I believe. Possibly longer. It was a pretty nice pass. It was a 19-yard. Okay, so 20-yard, whatever. That's pretty pretty close. A very aggressive throw. It, it was kind of into coverage, but it was far away enough from... Yeah, it was, it was away from the defender, which, there you go. That's a sign of a quarterback that knows what the hell he's doing, a la Brett Favre. He led uh, Greg Camarillo away from the defender, even though it was kind of close to the defender, and Camarillo made a really good catch. I mean, that's what Camarillo is here for, is to make a catch. Uh, Camarillo has always had trouble getting open because he has the he has the uh, the, the feet of a statue pretty much can't seem to break loose. Uh, Devin Aroma should do dropped multiple passes in this game. I love Devin Aroma should do, but I'm telling you he had his worst game as a Viking. There ain't no doubt about it. Only had 13 yards in the game. He could have had a lot more, folks. He could have probably had over 100 in this game. A minimum two drop passes that should have been caught could have been outstanding. Uh, Michael Jenkins overall was. Had his best game as a Viking, 111 yards and one touchdown. Man, to think, to think, Mm-mm. to think, to think I almost signed him as a free agent this week to kind of throw in during a bye, and I didn't do it. Mm. Oops. Uh, Michael Jenkins' stock has kind of been quietly on the rise the last couple weeks here. Yeah, some of you fantasy players out there that need a receiver to get thrown into the mix, that might be the guy right there. That just might be the guy. We'll see how that turns out, though. All right, let's get to the Facebook uh, page. You guys have been probably waiting to hear your names be be heard, your voice be heard. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Let's uh, 
get going here. Alrighty, well, Dan Taylor throws up that uh, everybody say thank you to the Bears. Losing to them is the best thing that could have happened, and here's why. Soros likes to start. Rookie punter. Quarterback, yep, that was that was Monday. It was like right away pretty much, or was it Tuesday? I believe it was Tuesday that that happened. In fact, it was. Yep, uh, Dan Taylor responds. Dan Taylor continues, I should say, with, uh, yeah, and of course he posted the ESPN article up there. He says, and not to say I told you so or anything, but on July 27th, when we signed McNabb, I said, personally, I'd be amazed if McNabb starts more than six games this season. How amazing that he came up with that number. Six games. Honestly, though, I'm just glad we're going with the rookie. We'll still lose, but at least we'll have more fun. And, yeah, that's the thing. Um, Dan Taylor, yep, we'll still lose, but we'll have more fun. And that's kind of what happened today. It was a much more competitive football game than it would have been. And that is pretty amazing, though. He came up with six games because that was exactly, exactly the number. That is a good call. Dan Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to give the gold star of the week to Dan Taylor. And that is a well-deserved gold star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of a fun thing I'm going to keep doing. You know, you get the gold star for being like kind of like the Purple Mafia uh, listener of the week. You know, like a great post or great posts along the way. I mean, I, I could have given it to anybody this week. You got Chris Tucker posting all over the place. I might even throw him in there. Again, Chris Tucker's like fantastic. <laughs> he really is. Yep. I mean, it's kind of good to kind of throw it around, though. I believe I've given it to Chris Tucker before. I'm pretty sure I have. Yep. Ah, let's move on here. Dan Taylor again. Says Chris Cook was arrested. Yep, probably going to miss the Packers game. Winfield is out with injury. In case you thought we had any hope at all, you can forget it now. <laughs> and Tony Coleman, oh, very cool right here. He's able to get the article up there from USA Today. Puts it up, put, puts it up there. Um, yep. Chris Cook was arrested on domestic assault charge, ladies and gentlemen. This, this, this doesn't make any sense. It is getting to a point of stupidity of everything else. This is just like BS beyond belief. How, how can you not get sick of this? Again, trying not to choke to death here. Trying not to cough and choke to death. Can't help it. Oh, man. Seems like I'm always coughing when I'm doing a show. Gotta love that. Basically, I'm hitting the cough button here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Dan Taylor, so how about the start for Ponder? Dan Taylor puts that up there. Tony Coleman liked it, of course. It's like fun, but now without growing pains, looking forward to the future of Christian, however. And yeah, I mean, there's going to be growing pains. You saw two interceptions today by Christian Ponder. He forced a lot of passes into coverage today. Yes, he did. Christian Ponder forced a ton of passes into coverage, but it's like, hey, it's his first start. And to see a guy who was as aggressive as he was this entire game, trying to make plays. That's really impressive, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Ponder gets a gold star for that. Yes, he does. Christian Ponder, you get a gold star as well. Because, you know what? For a guy to come in, with it looked like no butterflies at all. I mean, he probably had butterflies, but boy, did he hide them. But to come in as aggressive as he was, that's extremely encouraging, folks. That's extremely encouraging. I mean, he looked like he wanted to say, Aaron Rodgers, who? Uh, you know, what about me? What about my club? Let's let's go out there and show these SOBs what we can do. And I, I love what I see out of Christian Ponder uh, as a char- you know, character alone. The guy has it. The guy has character. 
Yes, he does. Not character issues like Chris Cook and Everson Griffin and and and, <laughs> and Brian McKinney and and you know I I I don't want to name other names because maybe I shouldn't. Just got to be careful. Maybe I might say the wrong guy. That would kind of suck. Um, but you know. I think McNabb had character issues because he didn't really seem to be aggressive at all. In fact, just not at all. Beyond robotic. He just seemed like he's the the eye quarterback. It's the eye quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got software. He can go on the internet, and 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 he's a phone. You know that's basically what it is. The eye McNabb. That's all he really was. He's just a machine. He's not really a, a, a like a, a real person running the running the show. I hate saying that because I loved him as a Philadelphia Eagle, but as a Viking, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Pretty stale, but pretty stale uh, quarterback out there. And it was, again, really sorry, sad to see. I think McNabb has lost his gift, and that sucks. That sucks saying that. I said it about Favre last year. McNabb has lost his gift at age 34 versus a 41-year-old. Mm, that's a six-year difference, Donovan. Come on, man. Terrible. So let's move back to the same topic. Tony Coleman says that is why Ponder should be starting. Do you think we would have such a strong opening drive with McNabb? I don't. Of course not. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. There's no way in, in hell that that would happen. Chris Tucker says Minnesota. 3-3 three and three record with Ponder in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with both of them. How could you not? I mean, McNabb was just a designated passer, folks. Designated passer. That's all he really was. Chris Tucker gets things going. Says, man, why didn't we start this kid from day one? Jared Allen is an absolute beast this year. It's like, I uh, agree on both topics there. How can you not? Uh, I personally believe Jared Allen will have 20. That's right, 20 sacks this year. If not more, the guy has 12 already. This is seven games in and he's got 12. He's on pace for about 28. I mean, my goodness, 27, 28. Holy mother of Moses. Holy Mother of Moses. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, folks, for a long time. It's it's getting it's going to be great. Yeah, you see the the uh, as I mentioned already, you see the growing pains, but you also see some. You also see the marks of of a of a of a, of a character quarterback, folks. It's going to be awesome. I love the way he talks. I like the way I like his mindset, and I love how quickly he learns. I mean, he's going to learn from the mistakes. This guy is going to be a good quarterback in the National Football League. To see him, I mean, just consider how long Aaron Rodgers had to sit on the bench and watch. I believe it was four years. Had to sit on the bench and watch Brett Favre to see Christian Ponder start in the seventh game of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually kind of sort of hold his own against the best team in football, folks. It's not like the Packers' defense is, is the worst team, is, is Arizona-like. I'm telling you, Christian Ponder would have had over well over 300 against Arizona, and it would have really gotten this fan base excited. They would have sold a lot of number seven jerseys, I'll tell you that. Chris Tucker responds with, Joey, great take. As, as great as Jared is, it did seem like he was invisible in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like I'm saying, if he was that good in 2009, we'd be world champions. Uh, he's, Chris Tucker continues, it still kills me how AP is a vault with the ball now, too but fumbled like crazy that game. Yeah, I mean, yep, Adrian Peterson has fumbled once since 2009, ladies and gentlemen. And Jared Allen has been insane this year. Like, he's going to have a record-breaking season if he continues anything like this. Yeah, Vikings would have definitely... It's just one of those woulda, coulda, shouldas type of situation. If you could just 
piece. I mean, it's one of those things when the whole everything has to go right, and then you, that's how you win a championship. Yeah, Jared Allen is playing at this clip, and Adrian Peterson's hanging on to the football nine. I mean, we'd probably be 15-1 and one and, and world champions. We, I, I got to think so. We would have definitely won the Bears game. <laughs> we maybe, maybe would have won the Steelers game. That would have probably been our only loss, actually, I think. Uh, losing to Arizona and Carolina was pretty retarded. <laughs> but again, we'll continue. I'm talking, getting off break. Uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Here's another topic we can get to. Uh-huh. Give me a break, Robison, says Tony Coleman. Why do you have to go and do something as stupid as that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I didn't see this. Yeah, and those of you that did, yeah, we'll talk about it briefly here anyway. Brian Robinson on the ground, you know, on his back, kicks in an upward direction. Yeah, I forget who it was, if it was, uh, I can't remember. If it was Hawk or Clay, I, uh, Clay Matthews, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those two guys, one of those two white guys <laughs> with the, uh, no, it couldn't have been. What am I talking about? I was an offensive lineman. I'm an idiot. Excuse me. <laughs> Brian Robinson is a defender. Hello. Uh, but no, he kicks uh, kicks him in... I'll just say it. He kicks him in the balls. Oh my God! <laughs> Brian Robinson does a Dennis Rodman and kicks uh, Green Bay offensive lineman in the balls. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, I, I know I said a word that maybe I shouldn't say on air, but I said it. It's just one of those things. He actually did it. I, I, like, what are you doing? Like, really? Was that really necessary? Like, like, do you really think you're going to get away with something like that? And all of a sudden, everything's going to be okay? I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know what Brian Robinson is doing there. Idiot. Good football player. This good football player. Very efficient in his playing time. But wow, what an idiot. Tony Coleman asks the big question. He asks the big one here. Oh, yes, he does. But first, I'll get to Dan Taylor. Excuse me, I almost missed this one. He says, I said this on Twitter as well. In a game where nobody gave us a chance, could we ask for anything more from Christian Ponder? No. No, we couldn't. Christian Ponder is going to make a couple mistakes, unfortunately. But to be as good as he is and with the receivers this Viking team has, good as he was in his first game against the best team in the league, no, we couldn't ask for anything more. That was awesome. Good take, Dan. Tony Coleman asked the big question. He says, how long until Frazier gets fired? Chris Tucker liking that one. That's funny. Dan Taylor says, not this year. It's not his fault. The defense forgot how to tackle. <laughs> Chris Tucker says, fourth fourth down against the pack, and all they need is two first downs for win. We have nothing to lose. Go for it. So, yeah, and Green Bay got those two first downs, didn't they, Chris? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, so frustrating. I think the Vikings had to go for it. I mean, we never got the ball back after that, so I'm kind of on Chris Tucker's side on that one. I mean, it's... You don't fire the coach over something like that. No, of course not. But, um, of course, it may be one of the pieces of pieces of evidence along the way. Okay, it... Uh, yeah, it was a mistake, I think. I, I think it was a mistake. I think you have to keep going... Though, of course, it was 4th and 10, as Dan Taylor mentions. Uh, as good as Ponder looked, says Dan Taylor, he didn't complete half his passes. Didn't. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> what do you think his chances were on 4th and 10 when the whole world is waiting for him to pass? If the D makes one more tackle, we get the ball back and a chance to win. 
I have more faith in our run defense than a fourth down pass in our own half. So it's, yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards Chris Tucker there, though I completely see Dan Taylor's point. It's kind of tough to argue with Dan Taylor's a really strong point. But I'm kind of thinking in a way, if I have to pick a side, I'm kind of leaning in, in Chris Tucker's area. It's kind of like we had to. I mean, our defense is not clutch at all. It's just not. I know our passing isn't very clutch either, but I don't know. I guess I'm kind of leaning towards Chris Tucker. I mean, one, I mean, one way we lost for sure. The other way, who knows? Maybe they make a play. Maybe they make a play. I mean, if you can complete a fourth down conversion to Bernard Berrien with Donovan McNabb, I got to think Christian Ponder could do something as well. Last post in the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Please join that page, guys. Please, by simply clicking, going to the page, you have to actually go to it and then click like. That would be great. Dan Taylor says, my take, disappointing loss, but who would have seen us going to the last possession against Green Bay? Ponder had a great start for our rookie. (laughs) Made the usual mistakes, but also made some crazy throws. Uh Uh-huh. Like that one in the fourth. Um, there was so much more energy with Ponder in that I never saw with McNabb. As for the defense, the secondary is awful as usual, but I can't blame them too much because Rodgers just played pretty much pretty much a perfect game. What's inexcusable is the tackling on the last drive. You knew they were going to run every play and just didn't tackle. On the decision that's going to get all the attention, I thought it was right to punt in the fourth down at the end. Too risky to pass, and if it fails, you put the Packers about 30 yards out and the game is over. This is on the defense. Still, what a great game. Ponder just makes me hopeful for the future. Awesome takes by Dan Taylor there. That was really, really, really awesome. It was an awesome game, folks. This was a very fun game. It was nice to see our team with our new quarterback of the future really majorly compete against the best team in the league and against the best quarterback in the league. It's fun, and and how can you not feel optimistic about the future with Connor in a quarterback? I mean, it's pretty doggone exciting as far as I'm concerned. It really is. It really is doggone exciting. Yeah, but yeah, like he says, down the stretch, the Vikings defense could not make a freaking tackle. They just could not make a tackle, and I don't know what the hell the problem was. How can you not make a tackle? It's like, are you serious? Are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, no. They're not kidding. They really did it. James Starks, who is a mediocre running back at best, with only about 300 yards this year and one touchdown, was running right through the purple. Yes, he was. He had a 20-yard gain on that on the last drive. Yeah, he did. He had multiple 7- to 8-yard gains down the stretch. It was so frustrating. I just don't understand what the hell the deal was with that. It was lame. It was pretty lame. But it's one of those things. It's like, did we really expect to win? It's like, well, yes, no, maybe so. <sighs> For the record, Aaron Rodgers completed 24 of 30 passes, 335 yards, 80% completion percentage, stacked four times, which was very cool, three touchdowns overall, and 146.5 passer rating. Christian Potter, only 13 of 32 completions, but did have 219 yards. Oh, an awesome completion percentage of 40.6. He was sacked twice, threw two touchdowns and two interceptions, a quarterback rating of about 59, so 59.2 officially. But two touchdown passes in one game. (gasps) What? 
Yeah. The way this year has been, it's about it. Two touchdown passes in one game? Are, are you mad? Whoa. So that's already an indicator that Christian Ponder is an upgrade from Donovan McNabb. And oh, so sad to see this thing turn in that direction for old Donnie. Old Donnie. Donnie Mack. Donovan McNabb with a very uh, underwhelming performance as a Minnesota Viking. And there's little to no doubt that he will not return to this team ever as a starting quarterback unless Ponder gets hurt. And, um, yeah, just pray to God Christian Ponder does not get hurt. You know, protect that shoulder and all the above. Go get him Christian Ponder. It's more like more more exciting to be a Viking fan right now than it's been in a little while, at least since Brett Favre came. We all knew that was a very temporary fix, um, unfortunately. We all knew Tobias Jackson was not the guy. We all knew Sage Rosenfels was probably not going to be the guy either. In fact, and he was already over 30 as well. But to have a legit, true blue, absolute quarterback of the future play as well as he did against the best team in football, as I keep calling him that, it's uh, how can you not be at least a little bit excited right now? How can you not be? How can you not be at least a little bit excited seeing Christian Ponder out there playing as well as he did? Well, not as well, but as you know, as efficiently as he did in general, really raised the energy level. It it was uh it was fun. It was fun indeed. I enjoyed it, and I'm sure a lot of you fans did as well. So with that, we are going to take a quick break, and we are going to talk about next week's opponent, the Carolina Panthers, as we head into the bye. The Minnesota Vikings head to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, to play the hated Christian, no, Christian Panthers. What in the hell? Okay, I got Christian Ponder on the mind. Well, to play another, well, upstart, start, uh, upstart rookie quarterback, the number one overall pick, Cam Newton. Cameron Newton will play against Christian Ponder in North Carolina next week. We'll be right back to discuss that right after this. back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 101, which is a reminder for iPod users and, uh, well, all the other MP3 players like the Microsoft Zune and, yeah, anything and everything out there. <laughs> well, the Minnesota Vikings, again, as mentioned, head to North Carolina, where, well, today they were victors over the Washington Redskins, 33-20, to 20. Cam Newton, that's right, Cam Newton out there doing his thing, not really the sexiest numbers of his, uh, early career, but then again, his completion percentage, pretty damn outstanding. Not bad numbers. I mean, his quarterback rating of 127.5, completed 78% of his passes, 256 yards, 18 of 23 overall, one touchdown, no interceptions. Yeah, Cam Newton is the real deal. Carolina Panthers made the right pick with that number one overall choice, at least from my uh, vantage point. Very exciting numbers for Cam Newton. Uh, John Beck made his first start against the uh, of course, John Beck of the Washington Redskins for the bench. Rex Grossman 
his first start against the Carolina Panthers. Actually fared semi-okay in this game, completing about 60% of his passes, almost 300 yards, touchdown, and an interception, and a quarterback rating, or excuse me, passer rating of about 81. Not all too bad indeed. Carolina Panthers still have their dual running attack. You got Jonathan Stewart, you got D'Angelo Williams, and well, you have a trifecta now with Cam Newton, who had about 60 yards on the ground today. Definitely an exciting quarterback of the future in Charlotte, North Carolina. Very exciting times over there. Uh, you got no more Julius Peppers over in Carolina, North Carolina, but you still have some nice defensive players like James Anderson. Uh, Antron Applewhite was able to get a sack today. Charles Johnson, a well-known guy over there in Green Bay. But, of course, the franchise is Cam Newton. There's no doubt about it. Will the Vikings defense hold their own against Cam Newton? I don't know. He's averaging over 300 yards a game, folks. His official passer rating is under 80, believe it or not. I don't know how that is. But I guess you could factor in the fact that he has thrown nine interceptions and only seven touchdowns. So he's gotten a little erratic after a ridiculously good start. His, his passer, uh, passing completion percentage is under 60 at 58.5. Almost 2,000 yards on the year, though. I mean, the guy is definitely a yardage freak. Six rushing touchdowns this year, 207 yards rushing overall uh, in only six games. That's pretty good. That was before this game, of course. This game, These are all stats, retro stats, before game number seven for the 2-5 and five Carolina Panthers. Uh, definitely a, a fairly dangerous team. I mean, they're not winning games. Um, Steve Smith, still a huge factor, 143 yards. Always been impossible for the Vikings to stop. Minnesota has never won in, in North Carolina, and unfortunately, <laughs> hey, I don't think they're going to win the game, and it's not because I'm pessimistic and uh, and a jerk who just hates the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't think they're going to win the football game, folks. I mean, are the Vikings really better than Washington Redskins? Maybe, but <laughs> have the Vikings really shown any evidence to make you believe that they can stop a good quarterback, regardless if he does throw interceptions? Because the Vikings don't get turnovers. That's the problem. The Vikings don't get turnovers. So in that case, why the hell should I pick the Vikings to beat the Carolina Panthers in North Carolina? I, I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. I have no choice but to pick the uh, Carolina Panthers going into the game. The passing attack, obviously very dangerous. The ground game, very dangerous. Um, Carolina's defense, certainly not what it used to be. Years ago, it was actually pretty dangerous in the... Uh, in the John Fox era. Now it's kind of, and you know, it's not nothing special. But at the same time, it's not the worst uh, defense of all time. It's it's not the worst defense ever. It's okay. Vikings defense, obviously, again, as I'm mentioning, that's the problem. It's the Vikings defense that has me concerned. It really, it really is, actually. The Carolina Panthers' total defense overall is actually in the bottom five in the NFL, believe it or not. That's the funny part. It's actually kind of funny and sad at the same time. When you look at their defensive overall numbers, their pass defense is definitely not in the not one of the greatest, but actually, but at the same time, it is in the upper echelon. Their pass defense, that's the thing. There you go. You want to come in with Christian Ponder and kick some butt in the passing game. Well, it's the, what about the 10th best uh, pass defense in the league? So, you got something to worry about there. They do force a few turnovers as well. They have, uh, well, not really. They only have three interceptions on the year, so that's one thing 
You don't actually actually don't really have to worry about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Their rushing defense, on the other hand, is horrendous. Yeah, the rushing defense is horrendous. It is the second worst in the league, the only behind the St. Louis Rams. They average over 140 yards, giving up a game and eight touchdowns. That leads the league, tied with the Arizona Cardinals, the New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. They've all given up eight rushing touchdowns. Um, the Vikings' rush defense is one of the better, but it didn't show it today. That's for sure. Vikings average of 83.5 yards given up on the ground. Um, I don't think Cam Newton's going to run for as many, but then again, the Vikings seem to give up rushing yards by the quarterback quite frequently. That's the funny part. It, <laughs> obviously, this is one of those games where they're gonna, you're going to see a lot of Adrian Peterson again. Uh, Adrian did get 175 yards against the Green Bay Packers. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty doggone <laughs> exciting. That is absolutely true. Green Bay Packers actually have one of the have the fourth best run defense coming into the game. They had the fourth best run defense in all of football coming into the game, and Adrian was able to run a muck for 175 yards and a touchdown. Uh, yes, it was a home game for the Minnesota Vikings. That's, that does help. It actually helps quite a bit. Um, Vikings, again, have never won in Carolina. They never seem to play well when they go there. I mean, they got beat by Matt frickin' Moore. I don't know if the Vikings are going to be beating Cam Newton. Though Newton, like a lot of young uh, up-and-coming quarterbacks in this league, is hitting kind of a, uh, a mental wall right now, unfortunately. Yeah, with a seven-touchdown, nine-interception situation. Now you make it eight-touchdown and nine-interception. But um, a guy with a lot of talent that has struggled a little bit this year, or uh, of late the last few weeks, I'll say. <sighs> With a defense that doesn't force turnovers, I'm not that excited coming in. I'm just I'm just not that excited coming in, unfortunately. Um, so I have to pick the Carolina Panthers, unfortunately. I, I have to. It's, uh, it's a given. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game to watch. You're going to have two really nice rookie quarterbacks going at it. Christian Ponder, well... He's not going to have a field day or anything, but he's going to do, I think he'll have an okay game. Uh, Adrian Peterson could blow up for a lot. <laughs> could, I, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian Peterson with over 150 in the game. But then again, right as I'm saying that, just watch. Adrian Peterson will probably get shut down all day and he'll have like 35 yards rushing and Ponder will throw three interceptions and we'll be bored to death with a 1-7 and seven record going into the pie. Uh, off, uh, en route to a 2-14 and 14 year. <laughs> no, I don't know if it'll be that bad, but maybe. If the average if the averages come out, that's what it would be. Um, but no, I, I Carolina is nothing to really get excited about just yet. But at the same time, I do think they're a little bit further along right now than the Vikings. And again, the home game situation does favor the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's passing attack and his running, the combination of his passing and running, not not smelling victory for the Minnesota Vikings coming in. Chris Cook, of course, is. Um, yeah, Chris Cook, who who knows when he'll play again. Uh, he, they're not going to cut him. No, they're not going to cut him. Um, the Vikings are, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to the other guy. I'll probably close the show with the other guy real quick, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. But um, now I'm losing my train of thought again. That's great. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, duh, what am I talking about? Of course, yeah, the secondary situation. So, yeah, sorry, I'm glad I got that back right away. But uh, it's the, yeah, you have Chris Cook out. You have 
Antoine Winfield hurt. If he comes back, he's still like kind of damaged goods, so to speak. You have Senator Griffin, who's definitely damaged goods. You have Astrid Allen, who's not very good. You have, uh, what's the other one? Mar- Marcus Sherrills, who did get a sack today. But he, well, very unproven. not, And uh, he got burned a lot in the preseason. So who's to say that Cam Newton and Steve Smith aren't going to be burning um, uh, Marcus Sherrills if they target him, which I'm sure they would <laughs> in the football game. Why am I going to sit here and tell you the Vikings are going to go into into North Carolina and beat Cam Newton and the and the uh, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Hall, and the Carolina Panthers? I I I don't know. Unless Adrian Peterson runs amok and gets over two hundred yards and like a couple touchdowns, that's how the Vikings are going to win the football game. That's how the Vikings will win the football game if Adrian Peterson goes out there and just utterly explodes on that football field. That's how the Minnesota Vikings will defeat the Carolina Panthers. But if it doesn't happen, I'm sure Ponder's going to throw an interception at some point in the game if he's forced, if he's going to be forcing plays like he was against the Green Bay Packers today. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be getting turnovers if, if he's going to continue to try to force plays. And if Peterson goes out there and has one of those, you know, two yards and a cloud of dust type games, which because the offensive line isn't really doing him any favors, if that's the situation, Christian Ponder will get turnovers. That's just a given. So, it all hinges on Adrian Peterson, like always. But today, and this, we're not today, but this coming week, that absolutely is the case. Carolina's run defense is not good, but if for whatever reason, and I mean just for whatever reason, it seems to always happen that somebody has the worst defense in the league or second worst defense in the league and they look like the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Vikings for whatever reason, other than they're at home, if it's that situation, the Vikings will get crushed in Carolina. It'll be an ugly, disappointing game. And uh, who knows, maybe Christian Potter might take a step back or two in his development. It would just be a baby step back, but still, it could possibly, that could possibly happen. Should it be one of those situations where, for whatever reason, Adrian Peterson cannot break loose at all in Charlotte, North Carolina. But if somehow, someway, Adrian Peterson is able to go out there and exploit that disappointing uh, run defense, the Vikings can win the football game. Yes, they can. But officially, I'm going to say they won't, um, unfortunately. I mean, if they didn't Peterson with 175 today and we still couldn't win the game, even with Ponder's energy, well, yeah, it's Green Bay is better than Carolina, but Carolina does have a lot of threats. In fact, I'm kind of surprised they're not a little bit better than they are, other than the fact that they're young and, well, they're just, they're still kind of developing from last year's horrible season, I guess. They're still kind of recovering from it, even though they have some decent players on that team. <laughs> that actually got this team to a conference final not that long ago. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what the, how things go, though. We're just going to have to wait and see how things go. As of right now, I'm going to say Carolina pulls it out 24-13. to That's right, 24-13. to uh, Carolina will defeat the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Vikings offense may take a step back. That's uh, That could be the case, unfortunately. Should Adrian Peterson struggle? And it's just, I kind of feel that, unfortunately, because... It just always seems to turn out like that on these road games against teams like Carolina that you don't see very often. Just for whatever reason, it's just like one of these. Yeah, one of those. You know, Adrian gets the ball and da da da. You know, <laughs> one of those deals. I hope that's not the case. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, if they win the game, you're going to see a lot from Adrian Peterson. If Christian Ponder blows up, if, if Adrian Peterson struggles and Christian Ponder throws for 350 and three touchdowns and no interceptions, 
more power to them. Skull Vikings in that case. But if not, well, yeah. It's going to be, it's not going to be a long day, but it's not going to be the funnest day of our 2011 season. So far, the Arizona game has been the funnest, the most fun. Yeah, funnest. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> With that, I'm going to conclude things. Uh, do Please do join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the front page of the website, on the front page of the website that says TSS Board. Simply click on that. Then click register and join those forums, which are split into the divisions in the National Football League. You can discuss with other fans to get the conversation. It could be fun and exciting. Do join that. We would appreciate it oh so very much. Don't forget the call-in line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you are calling in for, which is Purple Mafia. would appreciate it oh so very much. Don't forget to check out my other shows, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, which are both available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Of course, the Timberwolves and the Wild are covered on those. Those are some fun shows indeed. Sometimes we get Neil Nate Dog Thiesing on Brave the Wild to join me, and Marcus the Forecaster to join me on Timberwolves Explosion. And of course, Dylan Richardson has joined twice here on Purple Mafia now. Very cool to talk about the Vikings and Bears uh, rivalry and all that good stuff. So, there you go. If you'd like to, you can also email me, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, or message me on Facebook. Uh, and, of course, there's the Facebook page and Twitter account, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, like and or follow those respective accounts. Would appreciate that also very much. And, finally, please, if you could, if you really do like the show, you really do enjoy the show and want to see it, improve, grow, and get better, tell a friend. That's all you got to do. Tell a friend about the show. Get them to listen. Yeah. That would be really, really, really cool if you could do that. So with that, we are going to bid adieu, and we are going to hope for the best in Charlotte, North Carolina next week. Get the ball to Adrian Peterson, and run, baby, run, baby, run. Run.